You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network. This is Turn Knowledge to Profit, where entrepreneurs like you find the insights, experience, and tools they need to earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream of. Now, here are your hosts for Turn Knowledge to Profit, entrepreneurs, speakers, and authors, Janelle and Michael McCauley. Welcome, and thank you for joining us on Turn Knowledge to Profit. I'm Janelle McCauley, and along with my co-host, Michael, each week we bring you the insights, ideas, and tools that you need to earn more, make a bigger impact, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream of. You're going to want to take notes, so grab a pen and paper, and let's get started. This week in our Business Builder segment, Michael will be talking about why creating a unique branded system is so important to your business and how it can establish you as an expert. That's up a bit in our Business Builder segment, so stay tuned. But first up, it's our success interview. Today we are talking with business development expert, Mary Kravitz. Mary knows just how challenging it can be to grow your own business. Two years ago, she was diagnosed with extreme adrenal exhaustion and at that moment knew that something had to change. She quickly realized that she never truly ran her business. Instead, her business was actually running her. She reimagined her business and the results had been amazing. Now she helps other entrepreneurs build their businesses on their own terms to create the income and lifestyle they crave. I know Mary's story will fascinate you just like it has me, and I know that she's got some great strategies to share that you can use in your own business. Welcome, Mary. Thanks so much for having me, Janelle. I'm excited for our conversation today, and to help us get started, I would like to ask you, can you tell us just a little bit about your business? I know we know why you started it and kind of what you're mm-hmm. doing, but how you've seen it evolve since you've started it. Yeah, absolutely. And if I go uh, back to where it started, um, I think it, it dovetails so nicely with what you do. You talk about turn knowledge to profit. And for me, the first step was understanding the valuable knowledge I possessed, which before this, I didn't really understand. The business I had before this one was a virtual assistance business. Um, it was during the downturn in the economy. I just needed to make money quickly, and using my administrative skills and just putting them out there made sense. I had clients before I even had business cards. And my job was to support business owners, entrepreneurs. And when I looked at their businesses, I would say, okay, if you want these goals and you want me to do these activities, you're actually going to need to do these other strategic steps. Now, because I was just the admin, they said, no, just do it the way I said. And that happened over and over and over that I had the knowledge of how to strategically approach reaching their goals when they just wanted to go at it tactically having the admin do it. Um, Time and time again, I was right. And close to two years after starting that business, I was in a pretty significant um, 
we'll call it depression because it wasn't the clinical variety, but just it, it completely discouraged because I was completely undervaluing myself. Um, mm. But I had a turning point when I heard a, a speaker say, so the majority of the unhappiness in the world is people settling for what is passable instead of reaching for what is possible. And in that wow. moment, I, in my mind, just quit my business. I phased out my clients, hung out my shingle as a business coach because there was this knowledge base I had, this way of seeing the world and organizing the world and, and working with entrepreneurs. It was incredibly valuable. I'd been undervaluing, um, undervaluing myself for so long that I had to move into it or I would, I would have just gotten a job. So that's where it started. And from there, mm. I ran in every different direction burned out and had to evolve the business into exactly what Michael's going to talk about into having a system, my unique system, or what, what did you call it? A unique branded system. system. Or unique branded system. Thank you. Mine's mm -hmm. a simply, simply get clients program. And that all sprung from, I had a burnout after running in every direction. My business was running me. And I, the only question that could come to mind, I was very sick, I had adrenal burnout, um, and the only question that came to mind for me was, what's working? Because the only thing I could formulate was what's working, and my whole system was based on what's working, becoming very intentional about my action. And I mean, that was born out of crisis because I didn't have a lot of energy. I had about four hours of energy a week. Wow. And uh, so what's working? That's where everything mm -hmm. evolved from. So from there, it was, you know, paying the bills, but not really making a lot of money to, you know, multi-six figures. And our next, our next benchmark is the half million mark with the business. Wow. Well, congratulations on that because that's a, that's a, a huge um, milestone in itself. I, yeah. I love your story, and I think it's something that people go through. And I think understanding... Um, the value of your knowledge. So I'd like to ask you if maybe you can think back on that transition. Mm -hmm. what, what did you go through to help identify what that knowledge was and really where the value was? It sounded like you saw it as you were helping people, and I love the way you talked about you knew the strategy, but they really just wanted the tactics. But how did you mm -hmm. really identify what those keys were that you knew were your secret sauce and really had the most value? I'd love to tell you that there was this very methodical step-by-step, -step and I was thinking it through, but really I am more of the run fast till you hit a wall and then turn and run fast till you hit a wall and turn. Um, I did not, I discovered what my valuable knowledge was simply by getting out there and trying stuff. Um, and this is one of the things that I think helped me accelerate faster than a lot of people who started their businesses around the same time is that I didn't wait until I'd figured it all out. It's like if I figured out one piece of what I knew, like when I started, I really knew how to, I knew how to network. And mm -hmm. so I'm like, I'll start there. So I created a networking event. It was done all over the country. Um, and that ended up taking me in the wrong direction. But I had a, it created a huge, um, a great email list for me. So then I started running down the tra uh, trail of, I, I can't even remember what was next. It's been, it's been more than two years since the burnout and the mm -hmm. turnaround and so forth. But what I, I think some of the cues that I 
work with my clients to listen for are the things that, well, things that you volunteer for because they're so easy for you, you just do them. Mm-hmm. That's one thing that I think people completely dismiss. Um, it often is something you're undercharging for in your business because it's so easy for you. I had a coach one time and he said, you should get paid the most for that which comes to you the easiest. Wow, I like that. I love that. And I use it over and over with my clients because they're like, what, this is so easy. And they, they undervalue. So I, I spent two years undervaluing my knowledge, but it was really only because I didn't know that the knowledge was valuable. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I d- definitely don't have a methodical way to go through it, but um, I do know that that moving, taking action, trying things. Um, actually, another thing that I do that, that I hear a lot of other people recommend is if you've got an idea of a product or a service to sell, come up with the outcomes. Understand what people will get out of it. Test market it to a group. Mm-hmm. Pre-launch it at a really great price. Sell it. Don't just ask people if they think it's nice because everyone will pat you on the head and tell you you're wonderful and it will not tell you whether people <laughs> actually buy it, right? You know right. this. Right. And if you, can, if you can sell six or three of this program before you develop it, mm-hmm. you know you've got a viable idea and you can actually get paid to develop your idea. And I love that. And that's, we tell clients that all the time is that it's really important to test your idea. Mm-hmm. And I love that. And, and Michael talks to clients and gives them that same strategy with pre-sell it. Know what mm-hmm. you're going to do, but you don't have to develop it. I think a lot of people spend no. a lot of time developing programs and then they say no one's buying it. And I always tell, to tell people, you know, they say, but I can't set my, you know, my date until it's done. And what I would always tell people, and Michael teaches this even today, set the date and then you can back end into it. Because if you wait yep. until it's ready, it will never be ready. And you don't even know it's the right thing. Mm-mm. Yeah, Exactly. And the same thing is true with a lot of my clients. A lot of my clients want to do speaking like I do to um, generate clients, gain visibility and credibility in, in our market space. And the same thing is true for creating talks or getting in front of audiences. They, a lot of people want to stay in the nice, safe cocoon of creating the content for the perfect talk. Mm-hmm. And I always ask them, I said, okay, imagine like the perfect speaking engagement. And for me, it would be main stage at International Coach Federation International Conference. That would be like the dream thing for me. So if someone said, Mary, we want you to do a talk at the ICF conference a week from Tuesday. We'll pay your expenses to get here. Um, Will you do it? You would figure that out. Absolutely. I mean, you would just figure that out. It's like don't pre- find your audience. Create your audience first, then create your content. You've got to know your audience is there. Otherwise, it's, it's a really nice intellectual exercise that keeps you very safe and not necessarily making money. 
That, that's so true. And I think a lot of times people think that they can't sell it until it's done. And when we're sitting uh -oh. in our offices by ourselves, it all sounds really good, but it's so important to go out <laughs> and test it. And that's what I tell people through eWomen Network is use your community, whatever community it is, to really test your, you know, your offer, your invitation, you know, your content, because that will tell you whether you've got something that's there. If you can sell it, mm -hmm. and you're absolutely right, get people to buy it even at a deep discount to get it done, because that will tell mm -hmm. you if they're willing to exchange money for what you're offering then you've got something that deserves more time. Right. If they're saying, that's a great idea, but I don't need it, I, and you're getting that over and over again, and no one's willing to take out their credit card, I think that warrants yep. taking a step back and asking yourself what's missing. Because if it was really something that was needed and it had that punch, people would pull out their credit card and say, I'm in. When can we start? Yep. Exactly. And I, I love that. And you talked about um, you know, people really getting clear on what they're doing. And I think a lot of companies go through that same thing. But I think the best way to do it is really what we call growing organically. We often go into it thinking that we know exactly what it's supposed to be, but what we find <laughs> from everyone we talk to. and, and I don't even know of a situation where it hasn't been this way. Where they started is not where they ended up. And it's that we always think it's a straight line and it's really got mountains and valleys yeah. and you know and, and you've really gotta move with what people are asking for, what people want and really it helps you get clarity when you're actually testing it in a real live market, just not in your head. I, I totally agree, it's, and I think of it as an earn while you learn. It's like mm. some people go, oh, well, don't take non-ideal clients. I'm like, if you've really nailed down who your ideal client is, where they gather in high concentration, what they're thinking so you can message directly to them what their needs are, then yes, absolutely start limiting it. When you have a consistent stream of ideal clients coming to your door, mm -hmm. until that time, just, gosh, I took so many bad clients. I took, well, okay, I took a handful of bad clients, like, wow, <laughs> real PETA, that's the pain in the ass, PETA mm -hmm. people. And then, but then there's also a lot of non-ideal where I ended up working solely on people's time management or just something that was off a little bit. And I, it was, it was some of the best learning I got and, and I got paid for it. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. It doesn't have to be perfect. Um, but this is where I find a lot of people have, have resistance. A lot of my clients, they come from the corporate world, and they're, they're bringing their knowledge, their, their technical, their service knowledge over to an entrepreneurial venture. And um, they, the bridging the entrepreneurial mindset is, has to be job one for them. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm working with one of my clients is the former CFO of Microsoft North America. This guy's brilliant. He's got a network like you would kill for. And he hired me because he's like, he knows the translation is not made one-to-one, -one, like the skills that you need as an entrepreneur, the skills you need as an employee. 
There's this whole thing, and it's not intuitive. It doesn't translate from corporate to entrepreneur. That is so true, and I think a lot of people look at, in the corporate world, look at entrepreneurs and think they've got a lot of freedom and a lot of flexibility, and they can travel (laughs) and do all these things. So they say, I want that. I'm going to be an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And they come into that world and fall flat in a lot of cases. And it's not that they're not brilliant and don't have incredible knowledge, but it's very different skill sets and a way to apply them. So, and I don't That's think exactly understand oh, yes. that connection. No, I love the way you said that. It's the way they apply them because they do have the skills. It's mm-hmm. just, it's almost like you have to build a whole new file in your brain and take the things from corporate and say, okay, here's how we're going to edit them. And then we can put them in the entrepreneur file. Okay. And what's the mm-hmm. other thing? Oh, your network. Okay. Here's how you talk to them, which is completely different. And you put that in the entrepreneur file. And how do you manage your time? And how do you manage your contracts and all these things? You just need a little tweak. And when you're not pulling it apart to that level of detail, it, mm-hmm. you could just be going at this entrepreneurship thing from your old file, mental file, and it just seems like trudging uphill. And so many of these corporate uh, people who come from corporate, they don't understand how valuable the resources they have are. Their network, their um, their, their their LinkedIn, their their speaking. Their it's just um, I, I have a client and she says, well, she went from corporate to consulting and then went to coaching. And she's like, well, I'd charge $500 an hour for consulting, but now I want to charge 150 for coaching. And I was like, are mm-hmm. you crazy? Do you check your consulting knowledge at the door? I'm like, right. charge 650 <laughs> Are you kidding me? And, <laughs> and, and then stop charging the hourly. Way. Yeah, and, and I think if you package it the right way, I think more people need to look at the what they're delivering versus the per hour Charge. Oh yeah, that's uh, exactly my next thing. I was like, it should be six fifty per hour, and don't charge per hour. <laughs> right. No, absolutely. And I want to continue that conversation. We need to take a real quick break. But when we come back, I want to continue mm-hmm. talking about charging and how to put that together. And then I also want to Great. get you to share a little bit about you know once you had your knowledge and you knew what it was, how then you translated that into to creating programs because I think a lot of people don't even know where to get started on that. So when we come back, we'll continue the conversation. So stay tuned. This is John L. McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. Have you ever asked yourself this question, why is it so hard to make a buck? <laughs> I know I have. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. What I have discovered after going from the brink of bankruptcy to running a multi-million dollar award-winning business is this. You can't build a million dollar dream hanging around minimum wage mindsets. My mission is one million women entrepreneurs generating one million dollars in annual revenue. So here's what I've done. I've created the mother of all entrepreneur success programs that you can access online on your time. It's called Monetize Me Now. It's a seven-module online course that is 100% my success formula, covering mindset, mission, management, motivation, marketing, and measure. Come on, take my hand, and I'll show you the way to learn to earn flowing revenue for your business. Visit monetizemenow.com for details.
Are you a coach, speaker, or author who would like to finally earn what you know you're worth? Would you like to create a life that gives you more time to do the things that you love? Entrepreneurs like you hire us to turn their knowledge into a full range of scalable products that earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live the life others only dream about. With our done-for-you approach, we do all the heavy lifting, creating the right products for you, your clients, and your business. The potential is limitless. If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you. You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network. Welcome back. This is John L. McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. Today on our success interview, we're talking with Mary Kravitz. And if you missed the first half of our conversation, you need to go back and listen to it. I love how Mary talked about understanding how valuable her knowledge is. And at Turn Knowledge to Profit, that is key for us. And I think it's really important. She shared so many amazing things. I think talking about her value, how she really, I love the piece of advice. I gotta, I gotta find my notes here, but I love um, the piece of advice that you got that, you know, you really need to be paid the most for what comes the easiest to you. I think a lot of people discount their value because something is easy, so don't miss that. And before the break, Mary, we just started the conversation on charging what you're worth. And mm -hmm. I'd love to just explore that a little bit more because I think a lot of people say they want to make so much an hour, but I think it's so important and would love to hear your thoughts on really looking at what you're delivering and put a price on that. And then you really, that helps you get paid really what you're worth versus just so much per hour. Yeah, absolutely. I love moving away from hourly because it, it, when you when you put your value or establish your value with prospective clients and clients alike, as your value is your time, then if something happens and you can't give them as much time, then you're negotiating for another, an extra five minutes here and there, and it's so tedious and it, it steals the freedom you're trying to achieve as an entrepreneur. So what, there's two things about the, the non-hourly pricing model that I think are important. And, and one of them is really understanding that the value you bring is – one way to look at it is I want – this is an exercise someone did with me, and they said, okay, so what I'd like you to do is write down how much your education cost, cost uh, how much um, have you invested in courses, and coaching, and books, mm. and life experience. Now add all of that up. Now that is what people are getting. Okay, so that's, that's mm. one thing, looking at this is, it's not about how much time they, they're getting of yours, but it's how much experience, how much knowledge you're bringing to the table that they don't have to invest in. And it is invariably, it's hundreds of thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. And so wow. the second part of that is really looking at the value of that instant access you're giving people to that vast body of experience and knowledge. 
I can give an example. I have a client who was um, he's flying to India for I think Yahoo or I don't know one of the big big ish names uh, to do a training for them, and he was negotiating the contract. And I said, just very offhand, because I just know you have to negotiate these things. I said, you're looking to do like two trainings in two days within twenty four, within like twelve hours of hitting the ground. I said, have you negotiated business class, a bare minimum, for your flight? Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh my god, no. Okay, I'll go do that. Yep. That took under two minutes of my time. Wow. But the value to him was in the tens of thousands of dollars. Wow. And the value Under- to the, the people on the other side that he was delivering the training to uh, yes. was huge. Because if you're exhausted, you're not at your best when you're training. No, you're, you're absolutely right. There's definitely a ripple effect. But that has happened so many times. I mean, my, my one-on-one clients, I give them a high degree of access to me, and they'll text me something. They'll be like, I got this, you know, someone's asking me this thing. What do you think? And I'll just pop back an answer, and they're like, oh, my gosh, yes. It's not necessarily about the time. Now, yeah, you do need time with people. You can't just, I am not a texting coach. <laughs> but <Right. laughs> um, you need to dig into whatever the strategy is or that you're working with someone on. But being able to express your value as having access to you, your body of knowledge, mm-hmm. your courses, whatever it is that you bring to the table, um, mm-hmm. it's incredibly important. And part of that is actually not about expressing what you do, but rather really deeply understanding what your ideal client is struggling with and what they deeply, deeply want. So. I, this is one of the places that I just geek out and Janelle because it's, it's the messaging, it, which is all based on your ideal client. And so deeply understanding what your ideal client knows um, or knows they want, knows they need, mm-hmm. are aching to accomplish, that is one of the best places to invest your time in order to get out of the time for money conversation with potential clients, if you can deeply show that you understand what they're struggling with, mm-hmm. they're just not going to care about the time as much, and, but more about the fact that you get them and that you can serve them. So how did you figure out what your client's biggest challenge was and what was holding them back? So, you're looking, so you could really provide that ideal solution. Do you know, uh, I figured there were a lot of people who were just like me, and it turns out I was right. <laughs> so, so the way I figured it out was literally I would, uh, like I, I got sick, and I figured, okay, I asked myself the question, what's working? Okay, mm-hmm. so that means I have to look at my, my client list and figure out where they came from, what did I do, what actions did I take, that got those mm-hmm. clients. I figured out what those things were, and I started doing them. And I figured out this very simple activity to figure that out. I mean, it's, it's mm-hmm. so simple. I figured that out, started teaching it. And that, that worked mm-hmm. for people. I was like, oh, okay, so what's the next piece? Well, in order for that to really become more effective, we've got to start digging into your introduction. 
Like how do you, and, and your messaging overall, so how do we make this as easy as possible? Well, instead of trying to figure out copywriting for your website and this and that and the other thing, let's start with your introduction. When someone asks, what do you do? Let's nail that down. Let's identify three concepts and then blow those out into all of your social media channels and everywhere else you go. But start simple, start small. So I figured that out. And just basically, uh, and my clients joke, even my very high-level clients, they joke that, Mary, just keep being like a step or two ahead of me, figuring it out. That's all I care, making my life easier. I don't have to have it all figured out. Well, and that's a great reminder for our listeners because they're always concerned about, as they're going to think I don't know that much, but you just have to be ahead of where your clients are. You don't have to have all the answers. And I love when you're talking about, you know, teaching and then saying, okay, what's the next piece? And you talked about introductions and messaging, I think more people would rather go rewrite their website text, do all of those things because they think that's the answer when really they Mm-mm. need to get out and talk to people. They need to talk to their clients. They need to yes. you know, see what they're looking for because we've got to get out of our own space and actually have yeah. real-life conversations to figure it out or we're always going to be developing things that we're not yes. selling or not making as much money and having the impact that we could have. That's, that's exactly it. And that is a common thread. You just nailed it on the head is that people that I work with, they're really looking to make an impact. So, and they're also looking to make an income so that, that it's, this can be this soul-killing process because they're, they're aching to do good. They, want, they have this skill set. They want to apply it in a way that is truly for the betterment of everyone. It's not about a win-lose. I take money from you, so you lose. It, it, there, it's always win-win, always. And to have this skill set that is unexercised because you don't have enough clients, it, it's a, a one-two punch. It's, I'm not serving mm-hmm in the way and I'm not making that impact in the way I've just designed to do. And I'm not making an income, so I'm not going to be able to do this for much longer. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, it just, I know. It, it's hard. I know. It breaks my heart when I hear people say, I'm going to have to go get a job. And, and you mentioned that in you know, the beginning of your, with your introduction. And I think it's important for people to really look at what they're doing. There's so many people that need what, you know, people I'm surrounded with, you know, with, they need their knowledge. They just don't know how to package it and get it out there. Yeah. And I think that goes to kind of my, my next question as we're winding down our time. You know, you've got your, your programs and you've kind of packaged everything. What challenges did you run into to putting that together? And then how did you get into to motion so that you had that put together? I, oh wow, challenges. Um, well, the challenge I still have is I always think it could be better, and so I want to change it and tweak it, and it makes my, my, my partner companies, my assistants, my team, my, you know, it makes everyone a bit crazy, so I'm working on that. Um, sticking with a system is important if you see it's working. You can up-level it, but I would stick with it. But really for me, like the way it kicked off was I 
I chose a date and I said, here's what I'm going to do my first 90-day, and I don't do the 90-day program anymore, but this is how I kicked off to get the content together. I said, mm-hmm. I'm going to do this 90-day program. It was the more clients, less hassle program, I think, and it was a 90-day kickstart. I did a webinar. I, I pre-sold a bunch of them. I said, here's the date it's starting, and I just recorded the content with a live audience, and it wasn't perfect, but I just... I had, to get, I had to get some content created, and if I was only accountable to myself, it would keep slipping off the radar. But I was accountable to people who paid me, and I would be damned if I didn't show, didn't show up for them. And I mean, in doing this, and I, don't, I am not a fan of working, overworking nights, weekends, and so forth. That's mm-hmm. a big part of my brand. However, I, for this, to keep my commitment, I was up till 2 o'clock in the morning a couple times. I mean, it was crazy time. Wow. But I got that first version out. And since then, I have I've evolved it a couple of times. I, I did a little rearranging, some fine-tuning, some deeper dives, and I re-recorded it a couple of times. Um, but truly, you know, a first draft of something is, a better, is better than the perfect draft of nothing. Mm-hmm. That is so true. That's, that's something that I think our listeners really need to understand, you know, that it doesn't have to be perfect, mm-hmm. but if it's in your head, people are not going to benefit from it, and you're not going to have the impact, mm-hmm. which we talked about no. um, just a little bit ago. And as we kind of end our time together, I can't believe how fast it's gone. I want you to share, I know it's just rocket speed. Just, I want you to share, because um, you and I had a, a conversation on the break, really talking about the importance of who you are and really mm. bringing that to everything you do. And I just love you to, to share for just a minute about that as we kind of wind up our time together. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've been I've been my own boss for a long, long time now, and the work that I'm doing, that I see my clients doing, that's really kind of next level, is being willing to bring who you are really to the forefront because that is what is everyone's looking to differentiate themselves and what it just what, what color is my logo going to be and all this crazy stuff. And if you really are willing to bring who you are forward. Um, it's it's totally next level. Now, the one thing I will say as a refinement to that is, and this is along the lines of um, Simon Sinek's um, Start With Why, you have to start with your why and who you are. But when you're talking about marketing and branding, it has to be the why that is mirrored by your ideal client. I have some whys mm. that my ideal clients don't share. And so that's not the part I bring forward in my business, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. So bring yourself forward. I mean, especially if you've got a weird sense of humor, which I definitely do. I mean, it shows up like when I'm in front of live audiences, I can't wait to find out what's going to come out in front of my mouth. I come out of my mouth <laughs> in front of an audience. And it's, it's in a hilarious time. And, and what I'm looking to do with being that open and not ridiculous, but just enjoying the, the process with humor is I want to be that reflection of how other people can be free to be themselves. It's safe. It's encouraged. It's part of the success formula. Mm-hmm. 
I love that. And I always tell people when they're getting ready for a talk or they're getting ready to do a presentation is you absolutely want to be prepared and you want to have your message. But I think it's also important to read the audience and the energy. And yeah. if something doesn't go exactly the way you wanted to, you don't have to say, oops, I made a mistake. Go yeah. with it and trust that the right information, the right content is coming out at the right time. You may not get it, but just yes. have to go yeah. with it and trust. Well, this, is, this has been a phenomenal conversation, and I can't wait to go back and listen to it because I wrote notes all over my page, and I want to take some more. So I would love to have you share with our listeners how they can connect with you and learn more about you and what you have to offer. Oh, yes. Thank you. So um, if someone, if the listener, if you're sitting out there and you're like, you know, I'd really like to know this whole what's working process, try to nail down what my best way to generate clients is, I have a great resource. Um, it's a site. It's uh, moreclientslessmarketing.com because most of the people I know, they don't want to do a lot of marketing. Go to moreclientslessmarketing.com and it's a simple opt-in page that gives you instant, like, Literally, the next page is a webinar that takes you through a couple of my processes that will help you immediately drill down and spend less time on marketing but get better results. It's just a quick, easy, really complete resource that I think is incredibly helpful. Now, my website, Simply Get Clients, a lot of resources, blog, and so forth, but if you really just want to get straight to the meat of it all, moreclientslessmarketing.com is definitely the place to go. Well, thank you for sharing that. And I know I'm definitely going to go check that out. So thank you okay. so much for your time today and for sharing and all the great tips and ideas you gave us. It's my pleasure. We need to take another real quick break. And when we come back, it's our business builder. So stay tuned. This is John L. McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. I'm looking for a certain kind of woman, and I think you know her. She's an entrepreneur that is highly connected, successful, significant in her own industry, and considered the go-to woman in her community. She's received so much from so many women in business, she's ready to give back to others on their journey, lifting as she climbs. Hi, this is Sandra Yancey, and I'm the founder and CEO of eWomen Network. I'm looking to connect with the woman I've just described who lives in your community so that we might have a conversation about how eWomen Network's proven success system can provide her a platform to elevate her success and ability to support women in business. Our international community of managing directors are influencing the speed of success for women in business around the world. If that sounds like something that you want to be part of or know someone we should talk with, send an email to managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. That's managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. And let's start the conversation. Are you a coach, speaker, or author who would like to finally earn what you know you're worth? Would you like to create a life that gives you more time to do the things that you love? Entrepreneurs like you hire us to turn their knowledge into a full range of scalable products that earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live the life others only dream about. With our done-for-you approach, we do all the heavy lifting, creating the right products for you, your clients, and your business. 
the potential is limitless. If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you. You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network. Welcome back. This is Michael McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. As always, I'm here with Janelle, and in our Business Builder segment today, we're going to be talking about creating your unique branded process. You know, I think there's a lot of confusion on what that actually means. And I think a great way is to have you start by telling us what is a unique branded process? Well, a unique branded process is really a process that's specific to you, that distinguishes you from your competitors. And that's what makes it unique. That's what makes you unique. And then it's branded, which means that the name is part of your business branding. It's an extension of you. It's an extension of your company and your branding. So how do you get started in creating your unique branded process? Well, there are really three steps to creating a unique branded process or a UBS. First, identifying all the things that you do with your most successful clients, the things that really make you unique, your approach unique. Second, you wanna take all those things and arrange them into say four to six process steps. And then finally, you wanna create a name for those steps and a name for the overall process to brand it as your own. So it sounds like you really need to have a clear understanding of what your process is. And I know that one of the things that we talk about in Turn Knowledge to Profit is having experience working with clients so that you can pull out those pieces that you do over and over again. So can you talk a little bit more about each one of those steps? Absolutely. And you're absolutely right. It's it's really about working with your clients first to figure out what it is you do that makes them successful. And you can read all the books you want. You can go to all the training you want, uh, listen to all the experts you want. But until you've actually worked with clients it's very, very difficult, or I would actually say impossible, although I don't like to use that word, but it's impossible to know what works for you, what works for your clients, what's the actual process that is unique to you, that makes you, you in the market. So first, you really wanna identify those things that you do with each of those clients. And the best place to start is with your most successful clients. Now, hopefully all your clients are successful, but I always start with the most successful ones because that's the process you wanna model. Whatever you did with them that caused them to be successful, that's what you wanna do with everyone else. And so really look at them. What processes did you follow? How did you interact with them? How did you help them achieve results? What are the results they achieved? And you know how did they put that all together? So you really wanna start by looking at what are you doing with your clients and what has made them successful. That's really the, the basis of it. How, you can look at how you engage with them. What, you know, what do you do first with them and then second and then third and so on and so on. And, and really that's where it's at. Now what I do in almost every case when I'm doing this with a client, helping them develop their UBS, I'm old school, I use Post-its. 
you know, post-its have been around for decades and they're still just as good as they ever were. So, you know, we'll brainstorm what are all the things that you do and we'll just put each one on a post-it, stick it up on the wall and then get all that stuff out so that we can see exactly what it is you're doing. And it's really interesting because when I've watched you do that process over and over again, most people say it's a really simple process, but when you actually start talking it out and each of the steps, it's there's a lot of things people are doing that they're not even aware of. And that's the really important part of doing this because then you can see the patterns, you can put things together in categories it really is a process and it's really difficult to do it by yourself. So once you've identified the activities that you do, what do you do next? Well, the next thing you wanna do is take all of those activities and sort of package them up or group them into a series of really clear steps. And this is where it really helps, as you said, to have somebody there to talk things out with or it really helps in my case to have somebody who's somewhat unfamiliar with the process. And that might sound sort of counterintuitive, but it really helps because a lot of times where we've gone through a process that I'm trying to create, you'll ask lots of questions. And what we call those are naive new person questions. There's questions that are great questions um, from someone who doesn't know your process. And so I'll write something down and sometimes you'll say, well, what, how did you get there? Oh, well, you know what? There were three steps before that that I just forgot to, to put down. So it's really important to have somebody like that to really, really look at those. And they really help in the grouping as well. So you want to take those activities, group them together uh, into some logical steps or, or, or segments or, or things. For example, I'm working with a coach right now who focuses on helping businesses use technology efficiently. And that's a big topic. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that he does. When we started to go through the stuff he does. There's just literally hundreds of things. But he's packaged all that up into a five-step process. It's working in the cloud, handling the data, privacy and security, communications, and mobile integration. So those are the five things that he really focuses on. And everything he does, all of those individual activities go under one of those five major topics. That's a lot. And it's interesting because I think that sometimes when we're putting things together, a lot we see things as overlapping, but they're really very distinct pieces and that's how you get your process. Yeah, it really is. It, you know, I'd like to say there's a science to it. I mean, there's, there's some science, but in a lot of cases, it's art. It's really just looking at all of those activities. And that's why I love post-its, because I can step back. I can look at all of the stuff that's there and start to move individual activities around into logical groupings. And if that grouping doesn't work, then we'll try something else until we find something that, that fits everything in the process that I'm, I'm trying to analyze. So once someone has identified what those steps are and they've kind of broken it into those, those buckets, what do they do next? Well, that's where the third step comes in, naming the process. Um, and if you define your process steps with a unique name, then it really becomes your process. It really distinguishes you from everybody else out there in the marketplace. 
And that's really important, especially in today's world where there's so much noise. There's so many different people that are likely doing something similar to what you do. But if you can identify a unique branded process that has a catchy name to it that people can remember, it really distinguishes you from everyone else. And I know I've been to a number of different networking events with our process, and our process is the quick six formula. When I say that, most people respond, wow, that sounds interesting. Tell me more about that. Well, that's exactly what a branded process is supposed to do. It's supposed to engage people, get them interested, and get them to ask more questions because that's where you can really get into what are their needs and how might you be able to help them or work with them. So let me give you some examples of people that we've worked with in the past. There's someone that called it the fast results formula, the CEO system, igniting your greatness, a savvy selling, the happiness program, the accelerated client engagement process, and the ultimate success formula. So you can see there's all of these really unique names. And hopefully, as I read those names, you were even thinking, oh, that sounds interesting. I wish I could learn more about that. That That's the whole point of having the branded process. It really makes it unique and gives you some extra credibility. And as an aside, the, the example that I gave earlier of the technology uh, coach that we were working with, he calls his UBS the five pillars of productivity. Remember, there were five things he looked at and everything he does fits into that. And I, when I first heard about the five pillars of productivity, my next question to him was, oh, that sounds interesting. What is that? And he had an opportunity then to explain to me all the things he does. Well, that's a great way to start the conversation and really start to learn about what someone does and how it might be able to support you or you might know someone that can use what they have to offer. I think the unique branded process is something that's really important for everyone to have because it really sets you apart in the marketplace. And we'd love to learn what your unique branded process is and have you share with us on Facebook at Turn Knowledge to Profit. And if you're looking to create your unique branded process and you're not even sure where to start, we'd love to have a conversation with you. And if you're interested, just email Michael at TK. 2p.com. That's Michael at TK, the number 2p.com. And be sure to connect with us on Turn Knowledge to Profit Radio. You know, this has really been a great conversation. I want to thank all of you for joining us today on Turn Knowledge to Profit. Again, I want to remind you to visit our Turn Knowledge to Profit page on Facebook and share your questions, your insights, and your ahas. And also share one action you're going to take in the next week to turn your knowledge into profit. If you have an idea for a future show, be sure to email me at michael at tk2p.com. That's michael at tk2p.com. Have a wonderful and profitable week. Turn knowledge to profit where entrepreneurs like you find the insights, experience, and tools they need to earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream about. Join us each Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the EWN Radio Network.
To download this week's show, listen to past shows, or learn how to be a guest on the show, visit TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com. Past shows are also available at EWNRadioNetwork.com and through iTunes and Stitcher. Until next time, remember, great companies are built around great products. Leverage your knowledge to live the life of your dreams. Let's continue the conversation and turn your knowledge into profits.